Welcome to the Service Driven Life Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Clark, and I have set up over 4,000 nonprofits and received over $10 million in grant funding. This podcast is designed to highlight community heroes and give tips on nonprofit and service-based business growth. Grand Rising Earth Angels, I hope you all are having an amazing week. I hope you are handling this transition for actually for at least me here in Indiana. We are transitioning uh, into that winter weather. We've had a couple of our first snows. It's actually snowing lightly right now. I'm looking out the window and seeing a little bit of snow. And, you know, transitions can be hard for a lot of people. Um, you know, you get the winter blues and things like that. So I got, I hope you guys are transitioning well. I hope you're preparing something wonderful and preparing some time with family and preparing some time off for the holidays. Those are always fun because we get to reset. Today, we're going to be specifically talking about how to take imperfect action, how to take imperfect action. I feel like this is such a huge tap topic and it has actually uh, affected me um, like so much over the last couple of years as a CEO because I can definitely be a bit of a perfectionist. Um, I can definitely want things to be absolutely perfect before they're put out. And I understand that vibe to some extent. I know that you guys don't want to put out any mess or anything like that. And that's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is taking some type of project, program, book, course, whatever it is that you're working on and dissecting it and thinking about it again and again and rethinking it and rethinking about how you're thinking about it and something sitting on the shelf for five to 10 years of time that you're working on it to the point that you're no longer even passionate about it anymore and to the point where it may not even be relevant to the day and time anymore. I'm talking about that type of overthinking, which I've seen a lot of my clients um, have those challenges and I'm seeing myself operate this way as well. Um, There's a lot of early on programs that I literally worked till the wee hours of the night, two, three o'clock in the morning on for months before putting it out, all to put it out. And, you know, it might be something I, for an example, I'll give you guys a good example. The very first, if you guys haven't already checked it out, if you go to clarkandclark.org, you can check out our free um, crash course, which is basically a video of me telling you all the ins and outs of starting a nonprofit. And it also has a, an accompanying checklist to go with it as well so that you can go through the checklist. And the that is the second version of that video. The very first version of that video that I did, it took me about two months to actually shoot the video. And then it took me, I want to say it was somewhere between four and five months to actually edit the video to get it out there and operating all for it to be out for probably maybe, I don't know, a couple of months before I reshot the video to the version that you see now. So what's the lesson that I learned from that? Number one. You always just want to try to focus on moving a little bit faster and moving a little bit uh, more effectively than your previous time. So you don't want to focus on, you know what, I want to, you know, I want to do this super, super fast. But how can you just adjust what you're doing a little bit to beat the last thing that you did? How can you adjust? How can you look at whatever the last work you have done and how can you do it a little bit better this second time? 
which kind of leads me into one of my points, which is you are always going to be in the process of editing. Know that whatever you're doing, whether it's a website, whether it's a book, whether it's a program, know that there's always going to be a pilot program and the first version and the second version. You know, there's always going to be an edited version because you are always continuing to grow and continuing to learn and becoming a better person. So you're always going to be producing better things as well. So when you think of it that way and you're like, okay, you know, I'm always going to be editing this. I'll probably edit again. It helps you to like really just kind of flow with getting whatever it is out so that you can really get a full um a full lesson and kind of get a full full data of how it's doing so that you can determine what it is you want to adjust and what it is you want to do better. As you guys know, I actually just came out of a launch we um, actually closed the doors to our coaching program um, for the first time. And we do have a wait list for those of you who are interested in getting back on. We have a wait list and we'll let you know when the next cohort starts um, if you sign up for that. But we closed the doors to our coaching program um, and we actually had our first session last Friday. It was absolutely powerful, y'all. The thing that was most powerful for me was not just hearing the stories and hearing people be able to connect their nonprofit and their activities to some other people and what they're doing and find ways where they can create synergy and grow together, but also there were several of my clients that were able to help other clients with things that they were going through, which I thought was absolutely amazing. That's the whole goal to create a mastermind and create a group that, hey, you know, maybe I'm great at fundraising when it comes to crowdsourcing. Maybe I'm great at fundraising when it comes to events. Maybe I'm great at grants. Maybe I'm great at programs. And now we can help each other out so we can be our best selves. And that's how I feel like you really build things that are of highest quality and of your best efforts when you can build them together with other people as well. So that was so exciting. However, if you guys didn't know, I'm going to tell you a little secret <laughs> that, and by the way, a little other background, I'm still getting over, um, um, uh, I, I believe it was the flu. So I'm still getting over the flu. I knew that there was other people around me who had actually had the flu. So I'm assuming that that's what it was. Um, so guys, if you hear any coughing or anything like that, sorry about it. Imperfect action. <laughs> I actually had to do the entire Friday's um, session and I was, I don't know why I was feeling so much better until literally I started that session. And throughout that whole session, it was like, I was had a hard time talking because I constantly needed to call for blow or something like that. And so this is a pure example of imperfect action and just continuing to power through. And no, I'm not talking about if you guys, for an example, when, when things first started off and when I was at the worst of this state, I actually had to cancel two days, which I haven't had to do in a very long time. But I actually had to cancel two days, reschedule some clients. Um, some of my staff members said they don't remember ever <laughs> since they've been on me rescheduling anybody or anything like that. So, you know, take care of yourself, guys. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself, but we know the difference between taking care of yourself and procrastinating and being a perfectionist and wanting to put this thing out in the most perfect way. So if you guys didn't know, I've had a lot of launch uh, launch anxiety, I would say almost probably launch fear. Our marketing coach that we had last year would mention the word launch. And I just, something about it just, just always threw me kind of in a tailspin a little bit or in a whirlwind. Like, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean selling hard? Does that mean? 
And, you know, it just, I, I never, and I actually just would refuse to be in that vibe and to launch and things like that. And what I realized is the things that cause you the most anguish or the things that you're most scared of or the things that give you the most anxiety, those are the things that are going to grow you the most. I'll say that again. The things that you are most scared of, the things that are giving you the most anxiety, the things that you are running away from, those are the things that more than likely will grow you the most. So another example I'll give is I actually get a lot of anxiety uh, when it comes to speaking in public. Speaking virtually, I get anxiety with that too. However, I have like forced myself once again because I wanted to grow for three and a half years. We went live every single Saturday on Facebook. If you want to go check out some of those archives, feel free. Um, go over to our Clark and Clark Facebook page, which is also connected to the website. Uh, and you can take a look at some of those uh, some of those old videos. But for three and a half years, we interviewed different nonprofits, talked about different nonprofit topics. And I feel like that was really just like almost my boot camp initiation into imperfect action. Because I, there is nothing you could do really live if things start to go wrong. <laughs> you just got to roll with it. You got to roll with everything. You got to roll with a guest not showing up. On several occasions, emergencies happen. It's live and we are supposed to be going on at 10 o'clock on Saturday. So, you know, come up with another topic in about 10 minutes because something happened. Or, you know, you're having technical difficulties or people can't see or hear you clearly, you know, um, or you're, you may have some notes or something like that. And the tablet timed out or the tablet died that has your notes on it. Just different things that happen that you really kind of have to roll with the process and just keep rolling with it. Um, happens when you go live. So that's a great way to kind of just build your chops in that area. So I say that to say, when I actually do live events, I get, you know, live as an in-person, there's another level of anxiety for me. However, every single year I do one to two live events. I speak, uh, the, one of the last biggest events I spoke in front of was, I want to say it was 250 women, um, uh, and that was a specifically a breakfast for one of the nonprofits that we serve. And then I actually just spoke as well a little bit. I was speaking on a panel, so that's why I say a little bit, um, for another nonprofit that we serve. And we were speaking to some of their, um, their highest donors and things like that. And so that kind of thing just kind of gives me a lot of anxiety, but even though it gives me that anxiety, I power through and I learn so much about myself. I learn ways that I cope with anxiety. I learn how to continue and press on through something, even though I may feel some fear or feel some anxiety as well. I learn how to be okay and forgive myself when I mess up over a word or say the wrong word or pronounce it wrong because I am like so known for that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm almost the last person that should be speaking. <laughs> That's how I kind of feel, guys, sometimes. Just because, once again, you know, the, the I'm just, as you can see right here and there, imperfect action, that stumbling on words is something that I'm very comfortable with uh, and something that happens quite often. So if that was something, if I was waiting on this podcast I'm recording right now to have completely perfect words and no stumbles and no coughs or anything like that, y'all, we probably would be putting out a podcast once a month rather than once a week. You know, and so that just kind of limits and stagnates how how well you're able to really grow and how fast you're able to grow and move forward. So 
Another tip that I want to give you when it comes to imperfect action, number that one number one tip is just is powering through. Knowing that being okay with accepting, I just want to confirm that you guys understood the tip. Being being um accepting and being okay with the fact that this does not have to look perfect. This does not have to look perfect. Whatever I'm doing, this speech, this book, this program, this video, this intro, whatever it is I'm doing and building, it does not have to look perfect. Perfection is not the goal. Impact and showing up is the goal. So that was the first tip. The second is to have a simplified plan. To simplify things, to know exactly what you are supposed to be working on. You don't want to be showing up to take action and you haven't really brainstormed or planned out the specific action that you want to take. And actually, guys, at the end of this podcast, if you stay to the end, I'm going to tell you the top three things that a nonprofit um, and and pr- pretty much business as well, CEO should be focused on. So if you don't know those things that you should really be taking big action on and power- and big steps with, then I'm going to tell you exactly what those things are as well. But you want to have a simplified plan. What is something simple? And not only is it simple, is it something that's really attainable for you and your organization and the staffing or the help or the volunteers that you have today? So for an example, some people, when it comes to marketing, um, some people uh, have a, a lot of people have a plan of putting out one piece of marketing material every day, you know, and that might be a lot of people focus on reels and TikToks and th- those little shorts and things like that, because that's something that's really um, the most popular form of social media creation and content creation and the thing that gets you the most views now. So it might be a reel every day. It might be a medley of things every day. You might decide that every other day which is our goal, uh, is better for you and your lifestyle, depending upon what's going on. You might decide that you want to do something every week and then just show up in stories. This is totally up to you and up to what you really know that you can do and is attainable for you. And then just keeping it simple. You might just decide, you know what? I need to show up when it comes to marketing and spreading the word and getting the word out about what I'm doing. I need to show up in a way every day. So that might be today. It might be sending out an email. Tomorrow, it might be creating a reel or a video. The next day, it might be showing up in social media stories. The next day, it might be going to an actual networking event. So that might be a goal for you. So just go ahead and make sure that you come up with a plan or a goal that's attainable. I would say start small and work your way up. So maybe you can start with something once a week and then kind of just work your way up from there. Keep it simple. The more complex it is, the least, the the more uh, opportunity you have to get caught up in perfection. And, you know, now you're confused and now that's more likely that you won't do it. And it's something that'll get set on the shelf. Okay, guys. Number three tip that I'll give you is that everyone who has done something big has had some kind of background noise. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Everyone who has done something big has had some type of background noise. So all too often, I will hear from my mentors or, you know, or from someone that I'm just following that's doing some things and that's uh, doing some things as goals for me or doing some things that I want to do in my business or nonprofit. I'll hear about all of the things that have gone on in the background, why they have been launching. One of my mentors just launched while she was 
um, pregnant and also in the first launch of her program took maternity leave as well, which is absolutely wonderful and something that you're like, you know, how can I do this while doing this thing for my family at the same time? But every time I see stories like that, it just makes me know that it does not have to be perfect. There could be other things going on. Of course, your business and your nonprofit is not the only thing that's in your world. You also have families in the background. You also have hobbies in the background. You also have your health in the background and a lot of things that you can't really control. So it's okay for you to have background noise and things going on. One little thing or one little thing going on or, you know, again, we're not talking about big things where you guys really need to take some time off, but any little thing offsetting you pausing or you not moving forward with the thing that you're wanting to move forward is going to really keep you stagnant as well. It's okay for things to be going on. It's okay for you to hear a background, a kid in the background, which you've heard several times on many of my lives and many of my podcasts. I got kids, (laughs) y'all. I got kids. Two of them are grown, thank God. But then we still have one who's a seven-year-old and he's like seven children. He is just full of energy. So it is totally okay for you to be human and for things to go on in the background. And I will tell you guys, if you see someone, if there's someone around you has built something and your goal is to build something similar to what they've built, just have a conversation with them. And I've actually, this has been a theme I've seen um, on people, several, several people's social media have been posting about, hey, y'all, I just want to let y'all know that though you might be looking at this thing that I've built and, you know, these numbers that I did in these last couple of months and things like that, I want y'all to know that it is not, things are not just peachy over here. Things are not just going well. We got this going on. We're working on our house over here. We had this family emergency. Another one of my mentors, actually her and her husband got sick during a launch as well. And so like things happen. So being okay and not expecting perfection really allows you to be able to roll with those things when they happen a little bit more smooth. We actually came back from vacation. Thank God we had just went on a vacation to recharge, but there was a lot of little things that happened even during the vacation that were not exactly in the plan. So again, you got to be willing to have a plan. Please have a plan, y'all. Have a plan, but also be willing to roll and to change and to flow if things are not flowing exactly perfectly and exactly the way that you envisioned them to be able to, to, to flow. Be, be willing to just roll with it. So the trip did not go exactly according to plan. Little things happened, but we still got to recharge uh, and we still had a really, really good time. But we came back from the trip, came to family emergency. Then right after that, we got sick. <laughs> Then right after that, I was getting ready to launch. So it's been a crazy kind of last couple of weeks. And if you're expecting or if you're hoping that you're going to show up for your business or you're going to start doing your business or start this book or get this book out. or And I don't know why I keep saying book, guys. It must be a lot of you guys that have a book in you. But if you're going to wait till everything is perfect in order for those things to happen, you are going to be waiting for a long time. That is not the goal. The goal is not perfection. I've sniffed like, <laughs> don't count my sniffs, y'all, but I've sniffed like probably 10 times in here. 
hopefully everybody who's listening knows what it sounds like for people to not be feeling well, knows what it sounds like to people for people to have a cold. And guys, trust in the clients and the people that are attracted to your business or your nonprofit that they will understand you. They'll understand what's going on. They are human as well. They're human as well. They go through things as well. I'll even take it a step further and say that a lot of times I've connected on a deeper level with my clients when they're able to see all of the different things that are going on in the background because they know they feel more encouraged that they can do it as well. And they know that, oh, okay, you know, if she's able to do it with all of these things going on, surely I can get this done as well. You know, so they're able to see that you're human. And I would say it's even more of an inspiration when you are okay with letting those imperfections kind of come out. Okay. Last tip that I'll give, and then I'm going to give the three things you need to be focused on as a CEO every single day. But the last tip that I'm going to give, this is kind of, it's kind of like a double tip. (laughs) I always say two or three and then it'll be like five. But number one. Time blocking, time blocking, time blocking. It's not just about what you're going to do and what you are planning in your business and what you are planning in your nonprofit. When are you going to do it? So don't just have a goal. Um, There's something that a lot of people have been talking about, which I find very encouraging. This is how I try to make my goals. Don't make your goals about the big ending that you want. Don't just make your goal, you know, hey, I want to raise, let's say, for instance, you want to raise $50,000 in the next six months for your nonprofit. Let's make it easy math and say five months. (laughs) So the next five months for your nonprofit, you know, that's a big kind of overcasting goal. How do you break that down into action? What do you, what will you need to do per month? So that's $10,000 per month. What are the programs that you're, that are going to be able to bring in or what are the, what are the funding sources that are going to be able to bring in that $10,000 per month? You might decide, you know what, half of that we're going to bring in on our products and services. And then the other half, we're going to bring uh 2,500 in. We're going to try to get a grant and work on grants every month and be able to get at least 2,500 of a grant. The other percentage of that, we're going to do a fundraiser or we're going to do crowdfunding. Decide how exactly how you're going to bring that income in and then break that down into actually daily action steps. Okay, if that's the case, then when do I need to get my fundraiser out? Then when am I going to work on the different steps that it takes, the description and the video and all of those things for me to start a fundraiser on crowdsourcing? Or when am I going to work on finding the location and um, making the calls and booking a caterer or things like that if I'm going to have an actual fundraising event? When am I going to make the time to search for grants and apply for grants and prepare for the grants that I'm applying for? And then that's going to look like a day on your calendar. All right, every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., I'm going to be working towards doing these things for my nonprofit. Or every day from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. every day, that's the time that I'm building my nonprofit's vision or building what I'm doing for my nonprofit. And this is exactly the way that you want to break down anything in your life. If you want to lose weight and get healthier, what is your goal for fitness? And when are you going to actually accomplish that goal? What time each day? What is that going to look like? I specifically because, you know, me and my husband are working towards our healthiest selves. And one of the things I specifically like to do is I always like to have a plan, an initial plan, and then a backup plan as well. 
So this is the time I would like to go. This is going to be my best time. However, this is another time opportunity that I could go. So for an example, I'm an early morning workout girl. Um, I know that I see my best results and I'm most consistent when I go early morning. So most of the time it looks like six o'clock in the morning for me every other day. And then, um, however, I can go at four as well. Four is another time that I've went. And, you know, it's not the most ideal, but if for some reason I miss that morning, that's a second option uh, in the afternoon that I could go as well. And so, again, when on your calendar are you going to be doing these different things? Whatever your vision is, take and put that vision on the calendar. There is actually a quote that goes, if you want to know the, the uh, if you want to know where a man is in his mind and in his heart. I'm not going to say it exactly, but y'all get the meaning. But exactly where man, in, man is in his mind and his heart, where he is, look at his calendar and what's going on, what he spends time with on a daily basis, what he's putting his precious, most valuable, um, something that you can't get back at all. The the only resource like this, which is time when he, what he what a person is putting their time into are the things that they actually are most passionate about are the things that they care most about. So the question that I have for you at the end of this is what are you putting your time into? And if you don't know, I want you to find out if you don't know, take some time and do an assessment. Walk around with a journal all day and write down exactly what all of your hours went into. This is even more important if you have a full-time job and you have to be there for eight hours. So if I have to be there for eight hours, what am I putting the rest of my time into? And is these things intentional? Are these things that I'm putting my time into what I intentionally want to see grow? Or are there some areas that are eating up my time that I can funnel into another area where I really want to see some traction. Last bonus tip that I'll give y'all. <laughs> and I might talk about, I'm going to te- do a little tease, guys. I think I'm going to talk about what you should be focused on as a CEO. I'm going to talk about that in the very next podcast. So stick around for the next podcast because this is getting long. The next podcast, I'm going to really expound about uh, on exactly what you should be focused on as a CEO. So the last bonus tip that I'll give you, this is an easy one, and it is work smarter, not harder. Work smarter, not harder. Find ways to outsource. If it's just taking you, if you're just absolutely horrible at social media, and it's just taking so much time, so much energy, get a partner, get a social media manager, um, get an intern that can help you with that. You know, um, get a program that there's so many programs and courses and things like that that can help in that area as well. Don't try to do it alone. Outsource these things out. And that way you're really taking, um, not taking or taking imperfect action, should I say, or just taking action in general because you're actually outsourcing this action to someone else. So it makes it that much easier for you to continue on and for you to take that action and for you to put those decision makings making uh, thoughts and all of that energy into another area where you can grow. The more things you outsource, the more you can focus on the things that only you can do and only you can really focus on, only you can grow, which is like visionary things and things like that. Number two is eliminate distractions. 
Again, these are easy things. These are things that take things off your plate, outsourcing to someone else and eliminating some of the distractions that are coming in. So again, if you see some things on your time, if you're like, you know what, after working for eight hours, because I'm doing a full-time job and doing this, I have, oh, y'all go y'all about to see my bath. <laughs> got to work for eight hours. You got to sleep for eight hours. So we have about eight hours left, correct? So after that point in time, if you're spending every day, you know, half of that time in entertainment, in binge watching Netflix and things like that, you might decide, you know what, I could cut back on that a little bit. I'm not going to, I'm going to still enjoy my time. I'm going to still watch it every other day or just do an hour instead of four hours or whatever the case may be, but eliminate some of the distractions and make room for you to grow. Guys, if your plate is completely full and you have a lot of things on your plate, but you're not in the place that you want to be in, your very first step is to remove something from your plate. Thank you so much for listening. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a review if there was some type of nugget that you got out of this last episode. And if you are not following us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at Tracy Angelica Clark and our website is clarkandclark.org. If you are interested in starting a nonprofit organization and you don't know where to begin, we have set up over 4,000 nonprofit organizations and we've helped them to receive over $11.5 million in grant funding. So reach out to me and I'll let you know when our next training program starts and I'll get you all the details on how to get started with a nonprofit today. If you have not already downloaded our free nonprofit crash course and checklist, you can do so at clarkandclark.org and I'll see you guys in the next one.